Today's episode is brought to you by the Department of Sports, Art and Culture. Welcome to Artistic Power Podcast, a podcast dedicated to bridging the unnecessary gap between new artists and industry experts. The only necessary gaps are thigh gaps. Information gaps, not so much. We're here to shine the light and give you the tools you need to have a fighting chance in this industry. I'm your host, Donbiengo Sikomete, and on today's episode... We had a very interesting conversation with Zola Lumko about his life as a performing arts student. He had a lot of interesting insights to share and I think you would absolutely love the interview that's coming up next. It's time now to welcome our guest Zola Lumko. Zola is a guitarist with a diploma in music from Tswane University of Technology as well as an honours in music communication from the University of Pretoria. He played for great artists such as Zebozula and Sangomota. He's performed in numerous festivals such as the Midmar Festival and the Richards Bay Beach Festival in KZN. Welcome Zola. It's an honor to have you on the podcast today. Uh, thank you Ndombi Ngosi. It's a pleasure to be here. I think we should start from the very beginning. How and when did your love for music begin? You know, it's actually a funny story. I don't know if um, uh, the listeners will understand that. Sometimes as you grow up, you look at yourself in the mirror, keep, keep on singing, you know. You might take those things lightly, but uh, those are the things that sort of push you. But for me to take that decision of um, wanting to be a musician, it was through an influence of a friend of mine, Mpo who calls himself composer now. Uh, he used to play keyboard at church, you know. So I admired him. Um, and then a group of friends also started playing music at the time. So I wanted to play guitar. Then I, I told my father I wanted to play guitar, only to find out that he was also a guitarist, you know. So that was a shock. So then got the guitar, showed me some few um, chords and so on. And then I decided to take it professionally by going to school. On that part of going to school, was it something you wanted to do or was it something your parents encouraged you to do? Okay, it was something that I wanted to do because uh, these friends of mine were sort of a grade ahead of me. So by the time I was doing grade 12, uh, they were at a certain college, which was a, a private institution uh, called Okrim. So we, we, when they registered, uh, they sort of told me about it. And obviously the parents will always want you to do something uh, that has to do with education because uh, they believe in education. And I think that's a good thing. So um, I, I also went there to Okrim, unfortunately. I could only be there for a year due to financial challenges. So right after that, I think there was a two years that I stayed uh, at home 
but uh, on the other hand, I think uh, it, it sort of um, brought a good relationship between me and God. So I developed a good relationship and had the opportunity now to travel to uh, the United States around 2008 uh, through music, you know, yeah. Let's take it all the way back now to your university days whilst you were still at TUT. All right. Okay. All right. At TUT, so now, and it's one of the things I will talk about, you know, maintaining good relationships. Um, At TUT, and actually now I just remembered another thing. So when I was doing uh, grade one, this this is amazing. When I was doing grade one, uh, there was a lady called Zanelle. Ne? He was she was doing uh, grade two at the time. So my sister dropped me off, and then we we were going to a school trip. And so Zanelle, we spoke and so on. So the friends teased me. My friends teased me when they found out that. Uh, I was with her. They said, hey, she's your girlfriend and so on. You know, I was like, no, this is not my girlfriend. But years later, uh, I think this was 2008. Um, she told me that there are people where she, she attends school, which was TUT. Uh, those guys are amazing in playing. And she has been seeing me playing at church. So then she suggested that I go there. So I was also interested. And there was a friend of mine called Lodwig um who also played guitar so Ludwig uh, then decided to actually we i bumped to him uh next to tut he was like no man you must come uh just audition and do all these things so i did all the all of those things so all that connection you know knowing people encouraging you sort of helped me to be a tut i applied uh, trusting in god that things will go well i didn't have finances and um, I remember one night my my father asked me, hey, "What what what is it that you would do if you were you had money?" I I said to him, "I'll go to school." It was as if it was someone, it was an angel or or God Himself asking me, "What do you want to do?" So I then um, got that opportunity, went to uh, TUT, uh, studied. Uh, fortunately, there was NSFAS and it supported supported me yes wow that's amazing so when you look back at your life as a music student yes. what are the three things you would have done differently to prepare you better for the reality of the okay. industry uh firstly uh this might <clears throat> excuse me might be funny to other people but anyway uh working on um singing you know singing more because what i've realized was that my 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 music is based more on the lyrical content so, so i sort of write like my songs are inspired by words first and then i will then bring in rhythm chords and so on and then also to befriend more uh, of uh, singers you know because as guys you you sort of um surround yourself with other guys instrumentalists but actually vocalists are, are very important you know so i would have changed that and number two um th- i think i would have shared out someone who inspires me you know people who work in the industry uh, sometimes uh, the financial part yes it's a challenge but 
I think I could have done more or asked more questions, you know, uh, be more inquisitive. And, you know, when you are like that, it's easy for you to uh, learn more. And then for number three, uh, I think I would have learned uh, ways to generate income uh, so that I can support myself or maybe research about um, organizations that give funding so that we, you know, as an artist, you are ready for, for action, you know. I think I love the part where you said you would have befriended vocalists. I also studied at a university doing drama and the guys from music would always come looking for vocalists. And I always wondered why, why is it so important to hang around vocalists? It was the weirdest thing, but I'm understanding now. The audience um, we will focus more on the lyrical content or what the words of the song say, you know, because it's what them it, it's what pulls them. But now if you play an instrumental song, even if it's not jazz, people will just say, Oh, you're playing jazz. But even if I can play some R and B song or whatever, Maskandi, even if I can play Maskandi without using they will say, But yeah, your your music is not you know, so I think uh, uh, having a vocalist appeals more to the South African audience. That's actually a really great strategy for people who are instrumentalist. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for that. Right. Also, what were some of the challenges you experienced as a student and how did you overcome these challenges? Okay, so when it comes to challenges, uh, firstly, finances, you know, they were a challenge, but uh, I am I, grateful for NFSAS, uh, which was uh, very efficient. I mean, it, it paid all, for everything. And then uh, there were other organizations uh, like the Sambro Foundation that gave uh, bursaries you know so it, it wasn't uh, that bad you know uh, those challenges I, I was able to um, sort of deal with them and then the second one was uh, uh, a proper equipment <laughs> so with proper equipment I didn't have a computer I didn't have a laptop, a laptop and you will understand that there are some programs that you use in music like Sibelius, uh, like Logic Pro and all those things. So uh, I remember there was a time we even had a schedule visiting a friend of mine called Zakele Koza, he's a pianist. So we used to go to their flat and then ask for them to uh, help us, uh, you know, with Sibelius or Logic Pro, whatever it may be, you know, and sort of appreciate them. I think that was a, a, a way also for them to generate some income, you know. And then, yeah, uh, I remember also uh, my brother-in-law. So my brother-in-law bought me this uh, old computer, you know. It could manage when it came to word assignments. <laughs> but when it came to Sibelius, when I installed Sibelius, it just crashed. <laughs> so yeah, as, <laughs> so as I was I was um, uh, thinking about this interview, you know, it, it sort of took me down the memory lane, and it was funny how things were challenging, but at the same time, at the end of the day, they could work out, you know. So 
yeah the last one is the train you know i used the train going to school and having a guitar hey man it was a challenge i remember sometimes uh, the ensembles we will knock out off at about half, uh, half five and i had to walk to the station maybe it would take me 15 to 30 minutes so getting to the station and when it's that time i knew it on mondays you'll find uh, other commuters who are waking that's their knock of time Ooh, you'll be squeezed in you know i remember uh, my guitar lever there's a lever that changes peaks it, it was sort of bent so people when they saw it they thought it it was that way little did, did they know that it was actually being squeezed <laughs> yeah so yeah these sound like the chronicles of a student i mean we laugh now but i'm sure it was very traumatic yes. while it was happening yes yeah you know i was worried when i got out i was like man I, it's probably broke and i know i didn't have money to fix it but you know yeah certain things are just by the grace of god yeah god is always faithful indeed mm-hmm. wow with regards to what you said about bursaries earlier and financial challenges was the information about bursaries readily available or did you have to go and search for that kind of information? Okay. I remember uh, there was a, a guy called Craig Galuva at church. You know, um, I keep on talking about church. I keep on talking about um, one thing I've learned about that or an organization is when you associate with people, there are solutions when you associate with people. No man is an island. So Craig was so passionate uh, about helping me. I don't know uh, what happened, but he was so passionate about helping me. He's like, man, you must go back to school. I told him, no, I'm going back to school. He's like, okay, I'm going to bring in this lady who will help you. So I didn't know that uh, Craig was planning me to uh, planning for me to meet with um uh mrs matebula uh, whose uh, whose husband is a doctor and so i think they were well off and so on so that lady uh, i mean craig wanted that lady to pay for my fees you know for her for her to pledge and all that you know so i remember as i was volunteering at church helping out um we went to buy um blankets for for the less privileged as we were talking <clears throat> going to to the marketplace um craig told uh, that lady the story then she was like oh no but don't you know about uh, nfs and all those things you know there are bursaries you can apply you know so i was like oh there is something like that she said yes uh, then I, I, on that spot, after hearing about that, I was planning for that. So I was confident when I was applying, you know. Yeah, so I, I appreciate people who have actually helped me, you know, even if it was just through words and so on. Yeah. And just to add, just to add, sorry about that. Just to add, I think people shouldn't be shy to ask for help. I remember... Uh, because I, I play, use, some people say, use what you have for now, you know, and then to get what you need. 
since I was playing at church and people knew me, we weren't getting paid at church, you know, we were just helping out, volunteering. So, uh, but this uh, platform of playing at church, sort of a good relationship with people. I could just talk to any person and people would just help out. So I remember, because I didn't know, I, ju- I, I remember at the time, registration was 1,500. So I, I asked uh, ask people to help me out with 200, you know, 200, and then collected that amount, you know. Well, it didn't make that uh, one one. 1,500, it did make 1,000, but then I appreciated God because when I got there, they said, no, eh, eh, the, the pastor will pay for everything. So then I used that 1,000 to for transport to go to school, you know, and to eat. So, you know, uh, provision was amazing uh, the way it happened. Yeah. You're talking about connecting with other people. Which brings me to the point where I would like to know, as an artist, how important is it to network? Very, very important. You know, um, people that even going to, you know, uh, I, I am a former employee of the Department of Arts and Culture. Even through that, uh, there was a guy uh, who we used to go to school with. He was sort of ahead. He was our senior. And when I saw him, I asked him questions and, you know, sort of that inspired me to want to work at the Department of Arts and Culture. And I, I, I was able to start there. So even now, uh, people that I talk to or communicate with, you know, uh, they, they are people that I had good relationship with. It's very important to maintain good relationship with people because business is like that, you know, you will be recommended, especially in the creative sector. Um, it's all about recommendation because the kind of work that we're doing is sort of entrepreneurial. It's it's like doing your own business, you know. So you need to connect with people. Yeah. And some some people will be ahead of you and help you out and you also are responsible to help others out with the information that you have or the skills that you have yeah so i i think that's number one actually you know to connect to network to make yourself known what you're saying is very true we should assist one another now from your personal experience how did you manage to network as a student before you even went out into the industry Okay, uh, with me, um, I, I maintained good friendship, as I've said, um, and I, I respected people, you know. Um, one of the opportunities we had uh, as, as students was during the ensemble, there were lunch hour concerts. So through that, you know, you could uh, play in a way that people will, will, will sort of respect you or rather notice you may let me put it put it that way people will notice you and when they need a, a guitarist they will actually uh, consider you another thing is by associating with people you know uh, don't let it uh, have their numbers it's even uh, quicker now the whatsapp and all these uh, social um, um, uh, platforms you can connect with people make sure that you maintain a good relationship so that um you know that when you are needed or be around you know one person says 
uh, out of sight, out of mind. You know, when you are around people, people consider you, even if you're not uh, the most amazing uh, guitarist or vocalist, because you are around them, people consider you, you know, and by association also, you develop, develop certain skills, you get inspired and do what uh, is required. So I maintained a good relationship with people, sometimes played gigs for free, volunteered, you know, to, to be around just to be noticed, you know, so that I build a relationship. Yeah. Experience is definitely talking now. I'm actually learning a lot from this conversation and I hope the listeners are also taking note of these golden uh-huh. nuggets. I really wish this was yeah. not the end of our conversation, but it is. But yes. before I let you go, can we get a glimpse into what lies ahead for Uzola Lumko at this particular time? Uh, 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 what a wonderful question. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I, 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 you know, the COVID nineteen pandemic has sort of uh, put us in corners. But you know, sometimes when you push something into a corner, it sort of explodes and releases the amazing uh, things that it has inside. You know, so with me. Um, I was working on my songs. So uh, recently I've, I've recorded my songs um, uh, using my equipment. And then uh, what I want to do is to record them professionally and then release uh, my songs. And also, um, as you have mentioned that I did uh, BMAS honors in music communication, another strength that I have realized is that uh, this course is about music communication. Yeah. So, uh, and then when you do the masters, you become a music therapist. So that's another angle that I'm looking at, you know, to motivate people and to make uh, people understand that music is not only for entertainment, but also to inspire, to motivate and to sort of, um, you know, help you relax. Yeah, so excuse me, there are many things that I'm looking at as a, as a, as a musician. And yeah, uh, I, I, I'm excited about this. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited on your behalf as well. Thank you so much for your time, for sharing your story. And thank you for your expert advice. We look forward to getting music therapy from you in the future. And we wish you nothing but the best on your journey ahead. May the good Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much. Well, that's it from me today. If you love what you hear, do subscribe and let us continue the conversation on Facebook at Artistic Podcast. Take care.